Welcome to Planning for the Certainty of Uncertainty podcast with Jonathan Cutton, Private Wealth Advisor, 2019 Barron's Hall of Fame Advisor, 2021 Forbes Best in State Wealth Advisor, and CEO of Cutton Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. This podcast offers a broad range of financial planning concepts to help you and your loved ones live brilliantly now and in the future. Jonathan will provide you with concepts that bring you confidence, simplicity, and success on your journey to financial and retirement security. Join us as we explore ways to help you feel more assured, connected, and in control of your financial life. Now, onto the show. Hello and welcome to the Planning for the Certainty of Uncertainty podcast with John Cutton. Today we're going to talk about black swan events and really when things happen in the world that are somewhat unexpected or even expected but the results in the marketplace really are not expected and we're going to dive into the behavioral components of what you can do what you should do what you might do and unfortunately what other people do in these situations john welcome to the show thanks matt excited uh to chat a little bit today i think it's a great great subject matter and certainly timely So we've got a lot of stuff going on right now, including midterm elections coming up. We've got uh, inflation. We've got interest rates. We're still in a housing bubble. We've got uh, war going on in many different places. This seems to have caused some fluctuation in the market. What are you talking to clients about right now? And what should they do from the Cotton Wealth Management perspective? Yeah, so um, lots of black swans you just mentioned, not just a singular swan, but lots of black swans out there, I guess. Um, You know, so Matt, I think to tie it back right to our tagline that we help our clients to plan for the certainty of uncertainty, you know, this from our perspective is where an advisor really shows their value. Um, in the industry, there's something called alpha, right? And alpha is performance above and beyond kind of like an index or an indice. Um, this is where I think an advisor gets to show his or her alpha as it relates to helping clients make good decisions when it's difficult to do so. So you know, with that being said, I really think about what goes on in the markets and the world relates to our clients financial planning goals so um, you know from that perspective in most cases not reacting to what i'll call the noise is generally the best thing to do as long as you have the right goals game plan and none of that has changed it could be an opportunity to to slightly make some tweaks but overall the best advice is generally to do nothing I hear you. I believe you. But I was just talking to a friend of mine who's an advisor on Friday. And he's like, they're they're long-term investors. They've they have a you know a cash strategy, right? Short-term bond or you know, all of these things for liquidity if they need it. But again, they're long-term financial planners, just like you guys are. And he said, Matt, I have to show that I'm doing something. And I'm like, but that's the problem. So let's talk about that. How do your advisors manage that unrealistic expectation from the clients? Because, well, well, John, you should, you guys should be doing something, but doing nothing, in my opinion, is something 
and it's the right thing. When there's a, a penalty kick in soccer, over 50% of the time, might have even been 60% of the time, if the goalkeeper didn't move and just stood in the center of the goal, they would actually save the shot because over 50% of the time, that's where the person kicking the ball shoots it right in the center of the net. But the goalkeeper decides to choose whether he or she is going to dive to the right or dive to the left, because if the ball went to the right or the left and the goalkeeper did nothing, the teammates and the media and those watching would actually wonder why he or she didn't give an effort at all. So to take what you said a minute ago, Matt, I think you're right. I think advisors in the industry feel it be necessary to react to the noise that is out there to simply help clients feel like something is being done. And I don't actually agree with that. I, I actually think that usually, and I'll kind of get into a little bit more of the weeds here, big wholesale changes like diving all the way to the right, which to me would be analogous for selling all of your equities or diving all the way to the left, which would be analogous to selling all of your bonds as an example, is probably not going to be the right thing to do in most cases for most clients. However, some small tweaks could be, right? So as you think about it, Matt, it comes back to when you actually engage as a client in true comprehensive financial planning, and you're looking at this stuff on a quarterly basis as we speak about, and we're continuously tracking how you are tracking relative to your goals and your risk tolerance and your tax situation, et cetera. If you really think about it, this is kind of an odd time where both equities generally and fixed income generally, and there are some uh, obviously nuances in there, have both gone down, right? The fear of interest rates going up and interest rates actually going up has caused, for the most part, most types of bonds to reduce their their share class value or their value. Uh, and the equity markets have you know been in a correction right from the highs of the market as well. So if you think about that, if an investor was set up appropriately and we went through an asset allocation model, we go back to all the things we've talked about in the podcast, and let's just say we were supposed to be 50% generally in equities, and 50% generally in fixed income. Well, if we look at what's happened in the economy, that portfolio today might be 54% now in fixed income and 46% in equities, simply because the markets have corrected more on the equity side generally in the fixed income side. So what, do, what does that mean to an investor is they think, well, man, it's going badly. So what do I want to do? I want to sell and get out of it because it might go worse, might continue to go down. From, from the perspective of my clientele, in most cases, what we'd actually look to do is to rebalance that portfolio back to 50-50, buy that which has depreciated more at a lower price and sell that if anything is appreciated more, right? In today's uh, economy, but in essence to balance back to the appropriate allocation, because if your goals and risk tolerance hasn't changed, 
the likelihood is that your portfolio shouldn't change in wholesale ways as well. Does that help? It does, but I still have to go back because your clients who are listening to this, even if this comes out much later, which it won't, but when if it does, it, or, or maybe they come back to this. So that's the joys of podcasting. You're 50 episodes in, somebody's going to go back and say, oh my gosh, he's talking about Black Swan events. I totally want to hear that. How do you continuously reinforce? I understand asset allocation. I understand that if your risk tolerance hasn't changed, but John, there's still a huge emotional component to this because the world is screaming fire. Let's talk a little bit more about how you guys help your clients quell that noise and just say, hey, look, you know what? Yes, there's somebody screaming from the mountaintop, but that's not your reality. Yeah. And, you know, Matt, while history doesn't always repeat itself, it's the best indicator we have as how things will actually go. We don't have the proof. What, what does that mean? We don't know what's going on with the war, right, in Russia and you know, in Ukraine, between Russia and Ukraine. We don't know exactly what the Fed's going to do. In fact, as I record this, by the way, the Fed is in session as we speak. We have an indication of what might happen, but we don't actually know. So as you think about all of those variables out there, we're filling up our gas. It cost me $120 this morning to fill up uh, my gas tank. It could get worse. And by the way, it very well may. I, I actually don't know. My crystal ball doesn't work, not in all cases. And if there was a indication that buying those type of investments was smart 30 days ago, 60 days ago, three years ago, 10 years ago, and the question to ask yourself is, has the benefits, if we're talking about a stock of a particular company or a particular sector actually changed mm -hmm. just because there's a war going on? And I don't mean just because, pretty big deal right. and awful what's going on there, but just because interest rates are going to go up, presumably. So can that have an impact on performance? Sure. Can it change the outlook on certain sectors? Of course, but for the average investor out there, right, the average client of ours, we are playing themes in the economy. We're playing sectors. We're big picture asset allocation. We're not going in there and really getting into the nitty gritty of security analysis and picking individual securities for each and every one of our clients. But I'm actually looking at right now um, a chart and it's entitled in the investor emotion cycle. Mm. And if you can picture this particular chart, think about a roller coaster ride. And what the chart basically starts at is at some point in an investor cycle, there begins to be optimism. So go back to a few years back, a couple years back, as we started to recover from COVID and the panic was gone a little bit and we thought that we were gonna get back to some better times. We start to feel optimistic as we start to look at our portfolios and the markets and are climbing and you get your monthly statement or you check it on the internet and your statement goes up. So how do you feel, Matt? You feel optimistic. Yeah. Next month comes by and you get another statement and it continued to go up even higher, right? You got it and you had $100,000 or a million dollars and now it went from 100,000 or a million 
to 105,000 or, you know, whatever it may be, or a million fifty thousand dollars Now you go from just being optimistic to excited. Excitement, a quarter later, you get your statement and man, that NASDAQ is going crazy and the Dow is up and the S&P and the Russell. And now you start to feel thrilled, right? That's when investors, Matt, start to say things like, man, maybe the market will never go down, right? Well, wow, maybe this thing is just going to go through the roof and I could retire early and stop working and buy that, you know, that dream car, or dream home of mine. Generally, when you start to feel that good and think about what we just lived through in the market, 10 year bull market, obviously we had a little bit of a glitch with this small global pandemic that we still seem to be living through, but ultimately thrill turns to euphoria. When we start to think we cannot lose, it's always going to be like this long live our tech portfolio, so on, et cetera. That's generally, Matt, when we have the most financial risk, when, when investors and the, the economy and everyone's starting to feel that way, that's generally when we should all be a little bit leery. And by the way, that kind of describes, in my opinion, how we've behaved and what we've seen over the last decade and particularly over the last couple of years. It's been kind of euphoric. Euphoria, if you think now you're at the top of that roller coaster ride, right? You rode it up, you're at the top there. And then all of a sudden, as you start your descent down on that roller coaster, you start to feel a little anxious. That anxiety, to paint you a picture, started recently with the thought that interest rates might go up some, right? We heard whispers of that. Anxiety turns into denial. Well, it can't be that bad. The Fed will take care of it. They have in the past. It's just a temporarily setback. I'm in it for the long term. This is what we start to tell ourselves. Denial ultimately turns into fear. Fear turns into desperation. Desperation turns into panic. And panic, Matt, turns into a word called capitulation. Capitulation is the time when investors say, no more. Get me out. I can't tolerate it anymore. And I can share with you, we've got thousands of clients in our business. Our phone has started to mildly ring, right? Over the last week or so. And our job is to help our clients with their emotional competency and not, I won't use the word not allow them because at the end of the day, the client will do what he or she will do. It's always their money, but to help tie things back through a history lesson of how markets have behaved over all of the years of market history and how what's going on in the market today, as long as you have a diversified portfolio in alignment with your goals, it's likely not going to be for most clients in our in our practice maybe any clients the ability uh, i'm sorry the opportunity or the time frame to now say i've had no more i give up i'm going to give up on my strategy sell everything mm. and that unfortunately is what drives a lot of behavior in the marketplace is folks who've generally been too aggressive haven't been process uh, i can't speak today for some reason haven't been properly allocated and they ultimately get to a point where the risks they took 
relative to what they can handle is just too great. And they have no choice but to capitulate and sell. And that's really met what our job is, is to help folks through that so that they don't make emotional decisions when it's easy to do so. I think on one of the podcasts, I talked about a mentor of mine who said that most folks can't, the, the, the brain has the same emotional reaction to actually seeing a bear in the woods or a bear market. And that's how people are feeling right now. Now, here's the interesting part as I go on and on here. After capitulation, capitulation, the next phase is what's called despondency. Hmm. How did I let this happen? Why was I too aggressive? I don't know why I didn't sell my stocks when they were so high. We get a little depressed. And then generally what happens is then all of a sudden, that particular asset class or market starts to come back a little bit. And what happens is depression turns into hope. Hope turns into relief. All right, it looks like it's going to come back. We're getting a good day in the market. The Fed intervened or didn't intervene or the war seems to be hopefully settling down. And then relief turns into optimism. And guess what I started with a minute ago, Matt? It was optimism. And then we actually recreate the exact same thing together. So if you go back two years, mm-hmm. right? When we started with the, the, the COVID issue and how the market behaved there, we went through all of those emotions and we rode it back up. It just happened in a short two year period of time. And here we are again, right? Feeling those emotions. The difference this time, Matt, is it's a little slower than with COVID. COVID, you didn't have a chance to react because before you knew it, the market did what it was gonna do and started on its way to recovery. It felt like a long time, but it was really just a few short weeks. And, and this one might stick around for a little bit longer and there, there will likely be continued volatility and it's gonna be harder and harder for investors to ultimately manage their emotions. You said something right at the beginning that I wanna to touch on as we wrap up the show today, which is how's your risk tolerance actually changed? And so when things like this happen, do you as a practice, do you as an advisor talking to your other advisors, right? Do you ever take people back through a risk assessment and say, hey, look, we are, you are the boss client, right? Let's, let's do this again and compare those two numbers. Have you guys ever done that, first off? And then secondly, do you ever do that just to have people hit that hard reset button? Yeah, the, the, the really good thing, Matt, great question, but about our process is, again, refresher, seasons of advice. Q1, we talk about goals. <clears throat> so we're consistently talking to our clients about whether or not they're on track for their goals. And part of that is a Monte Carlo type analysis, which basically shows based on what could happen in the market, based on how you're allocated, based on history, because obviously it gives you a likelihood in essence of whether or not you'll be able to weather, right, the worst case scenario of historical market corrections. So we talk about that every quarter. Uh, I'm sorry, the first quarter of every year. And the second quarter of every year is, as I think you know, we talk about investment planning. And we talk about things like risk. um, And we talk about where we are in the economy and, and where we are in that investor emotional cycle. We've been talking to our clients for the last probably nine months about the fact that the market was getting a little frothy. Doesn't mean we can call the top or bottom of the market, but we've been helping clients rebalance their portfolio over the last nine months. Now, here's what's interesting, Matt. 
We didn't get out at the top. In fact, for the last nine months, in some scenarios, clients were going, why did we rebalance? The market's still going up. We don't know what's going to happen. But when you have a defined process that says, if I'm a 50-50 mix and I'm 54-46, it's time to rebalance. Not because we know if the market is going to go up or down, but if we don't rebalance, the day will come if the stock market continuously does well, like it has in the last 10 years, that your 50-50 portfolio, if you never rebalanced, might turn into a 70-30 portfolio. And that's what folks don't understand because it's hard to sell into a rising market. And that's, again, why taking a systematic approach to asset allocation, to rebalancing consistently is really what it's all about. And the other thing I would just share, Matt, is what we've really do is financial planning. Mm -hmm. So we bring everything back to our clients as to what impact this will have long-term on their goals. And not to go too far backwards, but we, we did an episode not too long ago about the sound money management philosophy, having the right cash reserves, protection planning, fixed and equity assets, buckets of money. All of these tools are building blocks that help our clients make good, smart decisions, informed decisions when it's more difficult to do so in, in times like these. Well, thank you for, and, and absolutely, the seasons are, are wildly important for your for your process and really looking at things, doing the rebalancing. But I wanna get back to the buckets just very quickly because part of having a good financial plan is having cash reserves generally in case there are there is market volatility and that's part of your whole process do you ever just remind clients hey i don't know if you remember this but we've got cash on hand for these sort of situations i'm just i'm trying to tease out a little bit more of what these conversations sound like for our listeners yeah no absolutely in fact we've been at it for a long time as you know since 1994 so we've proactively, obviously, like a good advisor should over the last 30 days, have had more contact with our clients than they probably want, right? We're just, whether it be educational webinar on what's going on in the economy and just kind of kind of a bigger global view or just personal reach out phone calls and emails and newsletters and market update. And I'll share with you, Matt, 98%, right? A made up statistic, but the majority um, of our clients are answering the questions for us going, I know, I know we've been through this before, not time to sell. It's probably a buying opportunity. And that's why we've got those conservative fixed income really short term and why we've got a cash reserve and some CDs and some cash in the money market account. So they know the drill. And that's when you know you're actually running a process and clients have bought into the process. And this is, Matt, not to go you know too far down a, a rabbit hole, as you know, like I like to, but this is where I believe some of our competitors in the industry that hold themselves out as really asset managers first get into trouble. Because if you live and die by performance, right? And that's why a client hires you is to outperform the market. Well, it's really hard to outperform the market. And as we've talked about in the past, it's likely looking at history that three, maybe even four out of every 10 years, mm -hmm. most clients are going to lose money. 
And if your value proposition as a financial advisor is we are the best at managing money and we'll outsmart it and time it and pick the right securities, et cetera, my experience at least is that's generally been a very difficult thing for most folks to do, not impossible, but very difficult thing. And if you bring it back to most folks, right, what they are really focused on is not the best rate of return. They want a competitive rate of return. They want to be able to create a diversified portfolio inside of their risk tolerance that stacks the odds in their favor to be successful and achieve their goals. And to be able to do that with someone who understands them as a human, understands their core values, what makes them tick and what's important to them and their family. And as long as you keep doing that, and bring it back to their core values and their goals. My experience has been it helps people stay the course mm-hmm. and make smart decisions when it's hard to do. And that's when you win the game. Everybody wins the game when everything's going up. Where you lose the game is when you make the wrong decision out of emotion and you don't have the right person or team behind you to keep you to be that voice of reason and logic to hit you with some history and help you make a good, smart decision when it's difficult to do so. John, thank you very much for for walking us through all of this. And for everybody who's listening, it's all about the plan. It's all about the process. It's all about making sure that you have somebody in your corner who helps you achieve your big picture goals. The only way that can happen is if you have good conversations, meet with the advisor, have frank conversations about what you are, who you are, and where you wanna go. And then that advisor can tell you if that is possible, if it's probable, or what adjustments need to be made. If you are not working with somebody who's having those conversations or who are trying to consistently eke out little itty bitty basis points uh, out of the marketplace, and you really want to try to find somebody who's a financial planner, please go ahead and reach out to the entire crew at Cut Wealth Management. John, thanks for your brain today, dude. I really appreciate this. I'm hoping that the people who are listening to this will uh, hopefully take a nice deep breath, realize they're in good hands, and realize that this too shall pass. It sure will. Well said. And yes, time is the great healer. So we we, we shall get through this together and uh, better times will prevail. All right, everybody, if you uh, would like to, it's very, very easy to share this. Just click the link, share it with all your friends and family, because this information needs to get out there because this is not the time to panic. A lot of times, this is the time to stay the course if this is the course you're on. So for John and everybody at Commonwealth Management, this is Matt Halloran, and we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Thank you for listening to Planning for the Certainty of Uncertainty podcast with Jonathan Cutton, Private Wealth Advisor, 2019 Barron's Hall of Fame Advisor, 2021 Forbes Best In-State Wealth Advisor. Cutton Wealth Management offers comprehensive financial advice and a broad range of solutions to help you and your loved ones live brilliantly now and in the future. Have questions? Contact us at cuttonwealthmanagement at ampf.com or give us a call at 800-455-4595. Don't forget to click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. This podcast provides general information, is not intended to provide investment advice, and does not account for individual investor circumstances. Investment decisions should always be made based on an investor's specific circumstances. Neither past performance nor any forecast guarantees future results. 
Investment products are not insured, are not guaranteed by any financial institution or governmental entity, and involve investment risks, including loss of principal. Ameriprise Financial does not offer tax or legal advice. Consult your tax advisor or attorney. Ameriprise Financial has not reviewed and does not endorse any other podcast channel or material. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC. Barron's generates its rankings from a formulaic analysis of surveys answered by candidates regarding assets, revenue, quality of practice, including an advisor's regulatory and compliance record. Barron's is a registered trademark of Dow Jones LP, all rights reserved. This award is not indicative of the advisor's future performance. Neither Ameriprise Financial nor its advisors pay a fee to Barron's in exchange for the ranking. Barron's Hall of Fame advisors have been ranked for 10 or more years on one of the following lists. Barron's Top 100 Financial Advisors, Barron's Top 100 Women Financial Advisors, or Barron's Top 100 Independent Financial Advisors. Barron's generates its ranking from a formulaic analysis of surveys answered by candidates regarding assets, revenue, and quality of practice, including an advisor's regulatory and compliance record. Barron's is a registered trademark of Dow Jones LP, all rights reserved. This award is not indicative of the advisor's future performance. Neither Ameriprise Financial nor its advisors pay a fee to Barron's in the exchange for the ranking. This ranking was developed by Shook Research and is based on an in-person and telephone due diligence meetings to evaluate each advisor qualitatively. A major component of a ranking algorithm that includes client retention, industry experience, review of compliance records, and firm nominations as well as a quantitative review that includes assets under management and revenue generated for their firms. Investment performance is not a criterion because clients' objectives and risk tolerances vary, and advisors rarely have audited performance reports. Rankings are based on the opinions of Shook Research LLC and not indicative of future performance or representative of any one client's experience. Neither Forbes nor Shook Research receive compensation in exchange for the placement on the ranking. For more information, www.shookresearch.com. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Ameriprise Financial Advisors are individually registered to do business only in certain U.S. states. Please refer to an advisor's personal website for additional details. An index is a statistical composite that is not managed. It is not possible to invest directly in an index. The hypothetical rate of return is for illustration purposes only and is not meant to represent the past or future returns of any specific investment or investment strategy or to imply guaranteed earnings. This illustration does not reflect sales charges or other expenses that may be required for some investments. Neither asset allocation nor diversification assures a profit or protects against loss. Stock investments involve risk, including loss of principal. High-quality stocks may be appropriate for some investment strategies. Ensure that your investment objectives, time horizon, and risk tolerance are aligned with investing in stocks as they can lose value. There are risks associated with fixed income investments, including credit risk, interest rate risk, and prepayment and extension risk. In general, bond prices rise when interest rates fall and vice versa. This effect is usually more pronounced for longer-term securities.